As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. AntonioGarciaBooks.com presents Walter, written and read by Antonio Garcia. I always knew my house was different from all the others. Whereas most houses creaked, mine moaned. Now I don't mean moaned as it had its own settling sounds, but actual moaned as if it was always depressed. At least, that was how it was when my parents and I first moved in. While the realtor was showing us the house, it seemed like a normal everyday house. But maybe that's why they should only show houses during the day. Because it's not until night that the special houses like this one come alive. The first night we stayed in the new house, it moaned. My dad only told me that it was normal and it was normal for houses to make strange sounds. After a few nights of the normal moaning house sounds, I saw my dad at breakfast and he looked like he hadn't been sleeping well. Once we had settled in, it was time for everyone to go back to the normal routine. Since I was off school for the summer, my parents, who both worked, found a babysitter to watch me. Of course, she mostly watched TV. One day when I was outside playing, I saw another little boy digging in the ground by one of the old trees. I looked around to see where he might have come from. I should point out the house we bought was an old farmhouse, and though I could see our neighbors, they weren't that close. Hello? I timidly asked as I approached the boy. My name is Carl. What's yours? The boy turned to look at me and I could see how pale he was. He gave me a glance and then went back to digging. What are you doing? I asked, curious. He turned slightly to show me a shoebox. He opened it to reveal a dead cat inside. I wasn't so much surprised that he was burying a cat but that he was trying to bury it at our house. I was about to press the issue when the babysitter called out for me to come in for lunch. As soon as I was done with lunch, I ran back outside to see if the boy was still there. Not seeing him, I went to the tree where he was burying the box and looked for the gravesite. I must have walked around the tree a dozen times, but I was never able to find the hole he had dug, even when I was sure I was in the right spot where he was digging. That night the house groaned as usual, so I wrapped my pillow around my head to block out the sound. My parents were already gone when I woke up the next morning, and the babysitter was sitting out in the living room watching TV again. I said hi to her and quickly walked out the door. My heart skipped a beat when I saw the same boy from the day before doing the same thing he was doing the day before. He ignored me as he dug a grave for his cat. Hello? I asked again, feeling a sense of deja vu. He turned and looked at me. To this day, I'm not sure why I asked, but I remember feeling compelled to. Are you a ghost? I asked. The boy nodded. We stared at each other, and then he put the box down and stood up. Do you want to play? The boy asked to my amazement. Dumbfounded, I could only nod. Only the first day was weird. By the second day, playing with my new ghost friend seemed normal. He told me his name was Walter, and he had died in the year 1837. That was how he worded it, so I just went with it. After the first day we played, when I went to bed, I couldn't believe it, but the house wasn't moaning. 
I woke up the next morning early enough to see my parents before they left, and they looked as if they had finally gotten a good night's sleep. That summer we played together every day, and it wasn't until I had to go back to school that Walter's mood seemed to change. I assured him that I would play with him when I got back, and this seemed to cheer him up a bit. Walter quickly became my best friend, and whenever I wasn't at school or doing homework, I was playing with him. I never told my parents about Walter. He said they wouldn't understand and would only be concerned about my mental health. When I reached high school, my relationship with Walter began to wane. One, he was still a little boy, though he was as mature and smart as any of my other friends. Two, he was limited to the property, and I wanted to go out and do things. I did my best to explain it to him, and somehow we were able to make our friendship work throughout high school. It was hard to say goodbye to him when I left for college, but I made sure to hang out with him whenever I was home. After college, I got a job on the other side of the country, and while out there, I met the woman I married and had children with. At first, I would visit the family as much as I could and sneak off to see Walter. I thought of introducing my kids to him when they were old enough, but after just a few short years, my wife was growing tired of traveling across the country to see my family, so we lessened our visits to just once a year on Christmas. It was around that time that my dad started to complain about the moaning having returned and how he was having trouble getting to sleep. The last conversation I had with him, he told me he was going to put the house up for sale. He couldn't take the noises at night anymore. I told him I completely understood and would be happy to help him move when they were ready. It wasn't even a week later when I received a call from the local police of where my parents lived, informing me they had been in a car accident and didn't survive. My heart was broken, and a part of me felt it was the house's and by association Walter's fault that they had died. When it came time for the funeral, I couldn't bring myself to take the wife and kiss the house. I was afraid that Walter would do something to them as well. We arrived the day before the funeral, and while the family rested from the traveling, I went to see the police to see what the cause of death had been. I knew they were in a car accident. I wanted to see if alcohol were a factor or what else could have been. The police were very accommodating. They told me they looked like my father had fallen asleep at the wheel. No drugs were found in their system and there were no signs of foul play. Fell asleep at the wheel, I thought. Probably because they couldn't sleep with the house moaning every night. I thanked the officer and went back to my family. After the funeral, I got the family settled back in the hotel and went to the house to confront Walter. As I drove up, I saw him by the tree, burying the cat like he was the first day I had seen him. Hi, Walter, I said as I approached him. I didn't think there was any reason to beat around the bush, so I asked him if he had anything to do with my parents' death. Without hesitation, Walter explained that when he saw that my parents were going to sell the house, he had to do something. He knew that if my parents sold the house, I wouldn't be going to see him anymore. Apparently, I was the only friend he had made since he died. Angry that he all but murdered my parents, I told him I was going to sell the house and there was nothing he could do about it. As I began to drive off, I saw Walter standing there, his hands balled in the fist. That didn't concern me. What concerned me was the front door of the house and all the windows began to open and shut, as if a strong wind was moving them. Determined, I gave him one more angry look and drove away. Up until that day, I had no idea that Walter was able to move things. That was the first time I had ever seen anything in the house or on the property move because of him. I tossed and turned all night, trying to think of what to do. The next day we flew back and I put it out of my mind until all the necessary paperwork was completed to put the house in my name. I immediately called a realtor and had the house put back on the market. Let some other family deal with Walter, I thought selfishly. It wasn't long before the realtor called saying that she couldn't be my realtor anymore. When I asked why, she told me that strange things were happening in the house when she showed it and nobody was going to buy it. Infuriated, I jumped on the next flight out. I put the for sale sign out front only to find it torn in pieces the next day. I finally was able to get some people to come look at the house, but Walter was really not having it. When I opened the bathroom door to show one couple, they screamed when they saw the entire bathroom was covered in blood. 
Another couple ran out as they swatted a swarm of locusts that had enveloped them. Another family didn't even get out of their car when they saw a dead body hanging from a noose in the front tree. I was in shock. In all my years spent with Walter, he never showed any ability other than making the house moan at night. Part of me knew he was in pain, but all I had to do was remember my parents, and the anger grew once again. Finally, I decided more drastic steps needed to be taken. I paced back and forth in my hotel room, going over again and again what needed to be done. When I woke up in the morning, I drove to the house to have one final confrontation with Walter. He was waiting for me at the tree when I arrived. I walked up to him and said that enough was enough. I told him that if he promised to leave my family alone, I would not sell the house and even stay there from time to time. His anger was slow to dissolve, but it did. He nodded and told me he promised. He could tell I was still angry, but as long as he got his way, he didn't mind. I walked to the car to grab my luggage. I told him I would stay a couple of days and then fly home, but that I would return again. He cautiously watched me as I carried my things inside. It took all my strength to act normal for the rest of the day, but I did my best. Finally, when it was time for bed, I said goodnight and went to my room. I don't think ghosts sleep, but they don't seem to be able to be at all places at all times. Not turning on any lights, I slipped out of bed, opened both suitcases, and grabbed one of the gasoline cans. I knew once I started, Walter would try to stop me, so the first can I poured throughout the room. I continued draining it just outside the door. Walter didn't appear. I grabbed the second can and began pouring it where the first can finished off. This time I threw caution to the wind and began pouring it throughout the entire first floor. Just before I finished pouring out the second can, Walter appeared, instantly enraged, and all the doors and windows started slamming open and shut. I tried to walk out the front door, but it slammed closed. You killed my parents, you little shit! I yelled at him. I struck the lighter and then threw it to the ground. The entire first floor became engulfed in flames. Walter screamed in agony. Fire surrounded me as I crashed through the front window. I kept rolling until I was sure I was far enough away from the house. I smacked a small flame that was on my arm and stood up. I got in my car and watched the house crash in on itself. Inside, I could still see Walter standing there screaming in anger. I turned the car around and drove off. My middle finger waved in the air. I hope you enjoyed this reading of my short story, Walter. Become a patron on Patreon to see the behind-the-scenes video of the short story podcast. Please remember to take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Every new subscriber will get a shout-out on an upcoming episode. These short story podcasts are uploaded every week to YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Instagram, IGTV, Patreon, and my website, AntonioGarciaBooks.com. There you can also order a signed copy of my mystery novel, Sins of the Fathers, and pre-order my upcoming fantasy novel, Black Knight. You can show your support by becoming a patron on Patreon, follow me on Goodreads, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spreaker, all of which are listed on my website. Again, I hope you enjoy the short story and you join me again next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.